Gratitude with Attitude with Simon Gamewell. Brought to you by TAP, the social thanking platform. Hello and welcome. This is Gratitude with Attitude. Coming up today, I'm going to be talking about how gratitude connects us to the future. I'll be joined by Sue Jones, the new Director of Social Care at the Institute of Health and Social Care Management. There'll be some more of your lovely dedications, and of course, we've got some great music. And remember, if you want to express gratitude and thank someone, visit thankandpraise.co.uk and download our app. Let's get started then. Here's Black with Wonderful Life.
our memories are moments in time that are preserved to make us stronger, more well-rounded beings. Those cherished moments are built from a number of different factors. Four of the most important of these elements are our thoughts, our feelings, our behavior, and our physical state. When we have a negative mindset, our negative thoughts will cause negative emotions and behavior patterns, and this will negatively affect our physical state and will create negative memories. However, if our default setting is positive, that will also start a positive chain reaction with our emotions, behavior, and physical state. And this, in turn, will create positive, happy memories. When we practice deep gratitude and live gratefully, we put kindness and gratitude at the heart of everything we do. We will start this chain reaction from a much more positive place. It all starts with how you feel about a situation. It all starts with how you think about a situation. It's often easier to see the situation negatively, which leads to negative chain reactions. But if we start from a positive place, the whole reactive process will be more positive. We'll be looking for the kindness of others in order to give us the opportunity to show gratitude. This will not only make us kinder ourselves, but it will also start the ripple effect of gratitude in others. Our emotions will be more positive as a result. We'll be grateful, happier, and more optimistic. When we live in a positive moment, we'll be less worried about the past and less anxious about the future. This positive state will fire up the pro-social neural networks that focus on curiosity and connectedness rather than the uh, fight, flight or freeze uh, defense neural protection. These positive emotions will have a good effect on our behavior too. We will become more social, better team members and better partners. Being grateful makes us less isolated and self-absorbed. We realize that it's okay to be vulnerable and as humans, we need each other to get through life challenges. All of this will have a beneficial effect on our physical state too. When we practice deep gratitude, we are more likely to take better care of ourselves, get more exercise, eat better and sleep better. We'll have more energy and this can even strengthen our immune system. If we want happier memories to look back on, we need to make those changes now. So we're building a better bridge to the future. By living gratefully, we are storing up positivity for us to look back favorably at a future time. We can start a positive chain reaction with the way we think about our current situation, looking for the kindness of others and rewarding that kindness with gratitude will improve our psychological, emotional, social, and physical health. So let's create those future memories, building bridges from the present to the future, making sure we have great moments to look back on by shifting our mindset 
Now to a more positive one by practicing deep gratitude for a better life now and for a better, more meaningful, happier, healthier life in times to come. Okay, let's have some music then. Here's the House Martins with Happy Hour. What a good place to be Don't believe it What a good place to be Don't believe I Okay, let's hear some dedications from Taps Thanking Walls. The first one's to Ayon and Ilva at Whispers Care Solutions. It says, uh, I would just like to pass on my thanks to the two carers that visited my father this morning. My father had a bad reaction to a new medication that made him very confused and acting out of character. My mother said the carers were really helpful and good with my father in a difficult situation. They also helped her feel better. And here's one from Carly Garland. She says, to Bertley Medical Receptionist, the Bertie Bertley Medical Group. This morning, I rang as my little boy had an earache. An appointment was made for him straight away to be seen. While we were sitting in the waiting room, the staff saw and heard how upset my little boy was and went to see if the nurse was ready to see him. Thank you, nurse. I was extremely grateful as he suffers from furbile convulsions. So it was, so 
If it was left, it could have been a lot worse, especially over a weekend. Philip Bateman says, To South Central Ambulance Services, I am an alcoholic and unfortunately suffered a relapse a few weeks ago and got myself very sick. I needed to call out an ambulance and two very friendly and reassuring paramedics attended. They were incredibly kind and non-judgmental, despite the circumstances. I was sick as a dog and couldn't properly thank them at the time. But I hope my thanks reaches them here. I've been sober since that day and I'm doing much better. And here's one from Nigel D'Souza. He says to Hannah and Lauren, the paramedics who came to my dad at Hillingdon Hospital, a massive thank you to Hannah and Lauren, who responded to a 999 call when I found my elderly father on the floor. They were so kind, considerate and thoughtful, as well as practical and supportive. I was very impressed with their help and their work. And Moshe Machova says to Mrs. Patricia Martinez Ortega, at St. Mary's Hospital. I would like to express my deepest gratitude for your great work as a consultant, surgeon, and brilliant team leader. You combine human warmth with authority and confidence, which is confidence inspiring. As it happened, you operated me on my 87th birthday. You and your team were fantastic. I'm making a good recovery. Giga thanks to you all and your team. And Brianna Powell says to Lauren Theodosiu and Mikhail Cohen, School Home Support in London. A huge thank you to Laurel and Mikhail for their support with ongoing funding reports updates over the past year. They've gone above and beyond to answer all questions with a happy smile. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Okay, let's have some more music then. Here's CCR with Have You Ever Seen The Rain?
And joining me now is Sue Jones, the Director of Social Care, the new Director of Social Care, in fact, uh, at the IHSCM, the Institute of Health and Social Care Management. So, hello, Sue. Hi, lovely to be here, Simon. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me today. And congratulations on your new appointment as well. I hope it all goes well. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk about social care a little bit more detailed in a moment. But first of all, let's talk about you. So uh, what was it that brought you to social care in the first place? Okay, well, I was actually uh, in financial services for 18 years prior to being in health and social care. And you know, I fell into financial services because that was the job that was available to me after I'd had my children. Um, but it was never something that uh, ignited my passion at all. So had the opportunity came um, for me in terms of a business performance manager at Home Instead, which is a, um, a, a large group of domiciliary care franchises in the UK and internationally. So I worked there for three years initially, and that was back in 2015. Right, right. And it just uh, grabbed you from there, did it? It did. Um, three years um, after working for Home Instead, I set up my own consultancy business, Thoughts Become Things, and I did that for four and a half years. And, and really, primarily, that was focusing on helping home care businesses and care homes to attract private customers, but also leadership development as well. Right, right. And when we look at the social care sector, obviously with your new job, there are probably going to be lots and lots of challenges. So what what do you think you will be able to address in the, in, in the coming months and years maybe? I, I've thought about this and, and obviously it's something that I think about on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. And, and for me, you know, we absolutely, social care absolutely has a lot of the answers themselves. And if there was much more collaboration, if there was much more sharing of best practice and really understanding what great care businesses look like, I honestly believe that we do have the answers between us all. And there's, there seems to be a lot of individual groups that are, are working separately. Um, but it, for me, this is about let's all come together. Let's all think about, uh, again, what that landscape, that what that great landscape looks like and start to implement from that. But also, you know, you you have to get the foundations right. And, and this is why leadership is so important. And, and having a values-based approach and implementing those values within your organization, not only just because you, you want to say that you're a values-based business, this is about actually implementing them absolutely fundamentally threading through the organization so you live and breathe those values and that's something I'm, I'm really passionate about and it's something that I take um, anybody coming on to the leadership course with the Institute that's something that that is definitely part of that process yeah I think the idea of sharing ideas and, and pulling all our resources together it, it really important because like you say we, we've probably got all, all the best practice going on in, in different places but if, if 
we don't know that, it, that it's there, then, then we don't know what we're actually aiming for, do we? Yeah, and and uh, you know, I I hear things. I mean, I'm I'm very uh, active on LinkedIn, as most people will know, uh, and I I'm constantly amazed at the the new ways of working and the new ways of thinking uh, within all aspects of, of healthcare and social care, and I'm and I'm really attracted to that. You know, there, there are so many great things that are happening out there. It is just about, for me, is actually drawing that landscape out and really building on that in terms of what the future looks like. Yeah, giving people a, a, a firm idea of what the objective is and how to achieve it. 100%, yes, definitely. You know, it, people need to see it. You know, it's all very well talking about it, but they actually need to see it and understand it before they can implement it. Right, yeah. Uh, and I, th I think that gratitude can, can play a huge role in uh, providing a, a sort of psychologically safe space for, so, so that people uh, um, are not afraid of putting forward their ideas and not afraid of um, being being laughed at or not taken seriously yeah i mean definitely and and people every single person in health and social care should never be thinking about well this person doesn't know what they're talking about i think everybody should be thinking to themselves okay let's really understand what this person is saying you know what what viewpoints aren't i getting you know what what other options are available to me and my mindset is there something that i need to change because i think there is a lot of um fixed mindsets in health and social care and again change is hard we don't like change Human, humans do not like change but it's thinking about the the art of the impossible is definitely the art of the possible, and it's and it's looking forward. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think when when we um, think about gratitude in the social care sector, it's important on every level, whether that's the care receiver or whether it's peer support for for the working staff, or or, or even um, from the top down from the from the management down to the staff as well. And again, I covered this on the leadership course last week, is uh, we, we talk about tiny noticeable things, and it is absolutely those tiny noticeable things that make all the difference. It is a handwritten card from what the, the leaders of that business going to a person who has done a particularly great job within that business. It, it means the world to people. And, you know, that that's what keeps people engaged, as you say. It is definitely, you know, pe people will go and tell stories about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, I, I always say gratitude is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? If you oh, yeah. say thank you to someone, then they'll be even kinder and they, they might spread, spread that gratitude even further. Yeah, I mean, what the story will be is that when they go home to their families that evening, or, you know, if they've received that post through the, the letterbox by the postman, perhaps, they will go and tell people, they'll say, look what look what I received today. Look, look at the thank you that I got from the great job that I did. You know, people are going to join those organizations. You know, that's a definitely plus point in terms of recruitment, but obviously also retention as well. Absolutely, because uh, 
nobody wants to leave a, a, a winning team, do they? <laughs> they don't, no, absolutely. And it's lovely to belong to such a team like that. You know, it feels nice. Yeah, it, it does. And, and uh, yeah, we, we all have bad days. And just that little word of thanks and that, for those little acts of kindness might be able to change someone's day around completely and, and turn that bad day into a good day. And you know, you're absolutely right. And I actually got a thank you last week and and I didn't know that this was happening. I didn't know that that's what she was going to do. But it was somebody who attended the leadership course who'd actually taken the time to write an email to, to my boss, John Wilkes, uh, to say what a, a good job she thought I'd done. And for me, you know, I was on the receiving end of that gratitude and, and it meant the world, especially in my first week, it absolutely meant the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, hit the ground running uh, and stop. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it couldn't have got any better, really. You know that that was a lovely thing for her to have done, and it was definitely those tiny, noticeable things. If you take the time just to do those uh, a few times in your day, it, it will make a huge difference. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, and just going back to, to the um, uh, recruitment and. Uh, retention uh, but when we create that safe space uh, we, we can we can be curious and making sure that uh, our, our fellow co-workers are feeling okay and, and they're doing well and uh, encourage them with with uh, uh, messages of gratitude in whatever form that is and obviously we, we've tapped we've now got our new app and it's it makes it really easy for people to uh, uh, start a positive dialogue all around a, a simple act of gratitude. De definitely, yeah. It, it really does make a difference. Um, you know, it's, and I mean, I'm obviously I'm experienced of people working uh, within home care, but when you work in home care particularly, you are a lot of the time you're out on your own and you're, you know, you, you don't have that constant communication with people on a day-to-day basis. So when somebody drops you a line of thanks, it it makes you feel engaged, it makes you feel part of a, uh, of a family, which I think is really important. I, I think that's a good, good point. It's making it feel like a family. With the uh, care receiver, the uh, um, uh, care professional actually becomes like an extension of the family and a, a new friend to them as well. And by building a, a network of positivity and gratitude, then then the um, resident or the, the care user will feel in, involved in the process as well. They do, and, and many a conversation I have with care businesses and care business owners, and they 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 tell me that absolutely the care professionals and the people that they support absolutely they they feel like they are a family and, and it really helps the family members <laughs> extending that family even further doesn't it if their loved ones in a point of crisis it might not be the right time for them to say thank you it's really when they get a chance to take a step back and yeah. then they need to think about who to thank but once yeah. That's why we have the tap app so that people can go back and think, oh, I, I should have said thank you to to Sue for it, for, for a lovely presentation or whatever. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I actually had a look on your website and you talked specifically about palliative care. 
and and it isn't something that you know myself and personal experience we've been on the receiving end of that with my mum and it isn't it isn't something that you automatically think about doing you know it's saying thank you to because obviously you you're going through that process yourself and and it is quite often that that the person passes away very soon after that but all i can say is that i know from that experience is how much it was absolutely appreciated that those those beautiful people that came to look after after my mum when she needed it most and, and kept her you know looking beautiful kept her being the way that she would have liked to have been meant the world yeah because I, I was talking to Liz from uh, NACAS a couple of weeks ago and she, she yeah. was talking about uh, there is such a thing as a, a good death making sure that in their final moments that they're comfortable and like I said they yeah. still look beautiful and they're still being treated with respect and, uh, and, and as human beings really. Absolutely and, and you're absolutely right and I think we need to talk about more about uh, having a good death because it is possible um, and uh, you know it is about being respectful it's being about about being there and being present but just helping the family to to be there as well. Yeah, and the other thing Liz said, it gives a sense of closure once you've gone through whatever direction the grief process takes you in. But when you get a chance to to go back and say thank you to, to those wonderful people who looked after you, Mum, then it puts it puts an end to that to that that chapter, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And and you know, you are hugely hugely grateful to them, and it's just giving that opportunity to say that. So, before we go, you also tend to be DJ. So, so what song would you like me to play for our listeners to hear? Well, I have a lot of favourite songs, but uh, the one that I think and is probably uh, my favourite, certainly in terms of inspiring um, human nature, I, I would like it is Iron Sky by Paolo Nettini and for me it, obviously it's got the great dictator speech in the middle an extract of which is fabulous but this is about um, you know that, that we have to rise above hate and at the end of the day be human Excellent Okay well thank you very much Sue it's been lovely to talk to you No, nobody can give 